Alexa, what is the best podcast in the land? Here's pulling back the curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. This podcast is sponsored by Sumato Coffee. Sumato Coffee believes that coffee should be unique and high quality from bean to cup. Beyond that, it starts to become stale. At Sumato Coffee, they're incredibly concerned and transparent about when your coffee is roasted. That's why they put the roast date right on the bag. Pulling Back the Curtain podcast listeners receive a 20% discount off their order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit them at sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people, and what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with the rawest opinion while giving you the straight-up facts. No fake news here. I'm Jules. I'm Press. We give sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. On this Christmas edition, we pull back the curtain on our Christmas movie dinners guests and much, much more. Prez was popping back. I told you I was going to fire up my playlist, so I've been doing oh, yeah. that. Yes, sir. Still not there yet. I started some Christmas shopping, you know what I'm saying? So hopefully that helps, Jules, hopefully. But I'm still not there yet, audience. Still not there yet. Now, now, Prez, let me ask you. We're getting some snow. Are you, are you, are you, are you getting that, that feeling, that white Christmas, man? Are you? Oh, no, man, Lord. that snow wasn't nothing. That punk-ass snow, that thing was gone before it came down, man. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy, man. Like in the month of December, bro, here in Chicago, man, the weather that we have right now is kind of freaky. I'm like, and I'm not complaining about it, but because we should not be having the type of temperatures that we have right now. Oh, no. I, I ain't mad at it now. If we can continue this past January, a little bit of February, oh, we go. No, Jules, you know what's getting ready to happen this winter. We're going to get dumped on, bro. Just wait. Damn. Just wait. He said, just wait, hey, just wait for it. Huh? Just wait for it. Then we're going to be back on the show complaining about shoveling snow again, unless you got that snowboard. Oh, hey, hey, Bridge, you know, I got it. Last year, boy, I fired that snow oh, through up. There you go. Thank I, you. Was, I was walking up and down the street, man, with that thing. <laughs> Helping out the whole damn block. I was. You know, I, I shared. I shared my toys. <laughs> You're a good Samaritan, Jules. You are all right, bro. You are all right. I don't care what nobody saying about you. You are all right with me, man. You man. are all right with me. Thank you, man. All I need is one person, man. <laughs> hey, it starts with one, right? <laughs> All I need is one, man. <laughs> my man, my man. Everything else going all right, though? Yes, sir. Just been working. Uh, business as usual. Working, <laughs> working, working. I know you say you started some shopping. I, I bought one gift, and that's my mom's. <laughs> so this weekend... Until Christmas week, like you said, a week and a half, just a little under. Man, I'm going to be humping. But you know what? I thank God for my helpmate because I'm just give her the bread and she just go ahead and take care of it for me, man. You know what, man? You got to take care of moms first. You know what I'm saying? Everybody I else, they, they, they fall in line. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, that's about it, man. Nothing, nothing, too, nothing too new, man. Just same old, same old. Just glad I'm here. <laughs> Bro, trust me, with some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today, I mean, dude, that, the, the death of Twitch. Oh, you know, bro. bro that, that's heartbreaking, Jules. You know, seeing, oh. like, so close to the holiday that, you know, his wife and kids are going to, you know, have that loss. And 
it just goes to show you, Jules, we talk about it in the show all the time, why mental health is just so important, why it's so important to make sure you're checking in on people, making sure you're having authentic conversations with your friends, because you never know what people are going through. On the outside looking in, you can think this person is the happiest person ever. I mean, look at Twitch. The day before he killed himself, or a couple of days before, him and his wife posting TikToks, dancing, and, and doing their thing. I saw it. I, it. It's amazing how somebody can put up a facade like that. I mean, we all have done it. But to that extent where you're dancing with your beautiful wife and you have your beautiful family, your kids, and you can just, man, my, my heart is heavy, man, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm pressed. I'm, I'm looking at the, 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 the Twitter video and I'm seeing his expression. I'm seeing his wife. You can tell they love each other. Oh, I mean, just by, you know, just by what I'm looking at. It looked warm. Prez, I, I don't even know what to make of this, man. I, I, my heart just, just goes out to that family. My heart goes out to, we have, we had two people in the last couple of weeks from the, the CPD family committed suicide. That's six this year, active in and retired that committed suicide. I don't know what's the, what's the solution. It, the thing is, if you're not going, if you if you're not going to talk talk about it or let somebody know what's going on, there's there's no way there's no way anybody can help. I, I'm just. Well, I think that's why the conversations are that people need to be okay with being vulnerable, and that's why we do the shows that we right. do. Because I know that there's probably someone that's listening to this show that could probably be in pain. As I mentioned on the show, I've shared my my struggles and things that I've had in the past, and. Sometimes you don't want to open up to other people. Sometimes you don't want other people to see you in that way. But that's why therapy is so important. That's why I'm an advocate of it. That's why I've done it. That's why I continue. You know, but then sometimes some people, it's too much of a fucking burden for them to carry. It's a lot. You know, this world is a lot. We see so much bullshit that happens out here, man. There's so many things that people are dealing with. There's people out here that are trying to figure out how they're going to support their families, how to keep the lights on. How to keep their house from foreclosing. These there's people out here with real fucking problems. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Companies are laying people off. Families mm -hmm. are divided. But I feel like the deeper issue is that sometimes people don't want to turn to some people. Sometimes people don't want to turn to their friend because they feel like I could be burdened in this person. Or I don't want this person to think that I'm falling off, right? A lot of it comes down to ego. And I want people, when they hear this show, to realize that there is someone in your life that wants to know. They want you to be here. People should not be suffering in silence. And like I said, with this situation with, with Twitch, it's obviously a situation where this brother was suffering in silence. No one knew that this was coming. This was a total shock, shock and surprise to everybody. A 40-year-old man with a whole life ahead of him is no longer here. We don't know what he had going on. And that's the thing. No one knows what anyone is dealing with. And that's why right. you were talking about when you watched the video. Well, that's what social media is, honestly. People putting a, representative, a representation of themselves out there. A lot of times, it's not the true them. That's where the problem lies sometimes. Because on the outside looking in, you'll be thinking, oh, man, this Twitch guy got the best life ever. He's living his dreams. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Deep down inside, this man could be sitting up here thinking his life's a failure. You never know what people are dealing with, battling. So, what's the man? What is the solution for the for the ones who feel like that the, they can't just go on because that this this is of course is not the way. Just to end it because whatever the case may be. So it's like, man, what if we can figure out if we can figure out the the solution to this? 
and, and you sit up here, you leave in, 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 in people that in his family just sitting with just wondering why. And it's just, it's just a sad situation, man. I, you know, like I said, my heart goes out to that family. And you know what? It's always the ones that everybody like, hey, this person was a kind soul. They were a sweet person. Uh huh. Right. Right. What, what I always find is, is that those are the very people that they take on so much and they use up all of their energy on others and they're not refilling it for themselves. And I want people to be a little bit more selfish. It's okay for you to give back to others and to do things for others. But man, if you're not good for yourself, then you're not going to be good for anybody else. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. Exactly right. And then if you ever notice, it, you, Prez, you, we can look at, Prez, we can tell when something is off about some somebody. You can tell, we've been around so long. If something's wrong with me, if I'm off, even if I put up a facade, you can tell, mm -hmm. no, you know what, hey, 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 Jay, what's good, man? Yep. And yep. vice versa. Mm -hmm. So if mm -hmm. people, let's, if people can just, if there's anything off about somebody, don't just, you know, just just like, oh, okay, maybe just having a bad day. Uh, just just challenge it a little bit and 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 talk to that person and, and see what's actually going on. See if that person open up because it might be a life and death situation. And I think too, Jules, uh, to me, it's very simple. For those in your life, be present, right? Have authentic conversations uh -huh. with people. Let's stop it with the surface bullshit. I think a part of the problem for me, Jules, and this is why I'm very thankful for the circle that I have and why I keep it small, is because I don't have people mm -hmm. around me that are superficial, that only care about like status type of things. Like the people like you, man, and Jamar, and, and you, everybody, you guys mm -hmm. know who you are. I don't have to name all you guys, but mm -hmm. the people that are in my circle, they know who they are. The common denominator that all the people that are in my circle have, Jules, is they're real people. They're genuine down to their core. Yes. And they don't get sucked into this world and the things of this world. This world wants people to be shallow and materialistic. And I think that a lot of times, man, some people look at themselves as a failure because they don't have things and they don't have what the person next to them has because they think that those are the things that are going to make them happy. Well, look at these stories of these famous people that are millionaires that are killing themselves, guys. It's not about possessions and things. And for me, I had to learn that the long way. When I, when I was first in corporate jewels, I was out here chasing the bag. I was out here just with the way I grew up. I wanted to fucking get all, every dollar I could get, I wanted to get. I wanted to show people I was here. Man, but then you realize, man, in life, that shit don't mean nothing, man, unless you're surrounded by real people, man. And I just want people to just listen to what we're saying here on this show. It's not about the material shit. It's about you. And if you feel empty, go talk to somebody. Go seek the help. Go get the resources because they're out there. Like, there's there's always a solution. I don't want people to sit here and feel like they got to give up, Jules. And that's that makes me so sad. It breaks my heart mm -hmm. when I mm -hmm. see a situation like this man looked on the outside so happy. But on the inside, was probably just torn apart. That's tough, man, because there's so many people out here. There's probably somebody listening to this show right now that's probably feeling that same way. And if that is you, please know that someone in your life cares. Shit, me and Jules care. Reach out to us. Right. Right. Man, please feel free to, because we're here to listen. We're here to listen, man.
but just a sad situation, sad situation. Yeah. We had so much loss, man, this week. Uh, Paul Silas, NBA legend. Uh-huh. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. That was LeBron James' first NBA coach. And Paul Silas, oh, man, yeah. I tell you, they don't make him like that anymore, Jules. He was old school, man. Wasn't trying to be his players' best friends and shit, man. Held his players accountable. Now you got these these coaches out here, man. They want to be fucking pals with the players. The players are running the damn team. Paul Silas didn't play like that, man. Old school as hell. Respect it. And just gone too soon, man. Gone too soon. Yeah, we life is so precious and it's so 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 gentle. It's far as for for guys, some of some of us, I can raise my hand. Definitely go get the checkups. Go get the checkups. Not saying that it's an all be all, whatever, whatever the case may be, but if you're able to detect something early or your cholesterol too high, whatever the case may be, you can jump on it and and have a good uh, good life. Uh, one minute you're here and then the next minute you're gone. That's why life is so precious. That's why we should we should cherish it and be nice to people and and why we're here to to in the flesh. So when it when it's over, when it's over, I mean, you can get the the accolades and stuff where 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 people were, uh, hey man, remember what this one and that legacy would be and uh, all of his mem- all of his, his 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 lessons and stuff. People would take that forever. And while we here, those are the things that we that we're that we're supposed to do, man. We got people supposed to be see God in us and in in different situations. So when we when our time is it, people can look back and like, man, this person did this for me or said this or left something that I can carry for the rest of my life. So man. So rest in peace to old Paul. Real talk, man. No, for real, man. And, and you know, I feel like this, man. I, I've had a lot of things to say about LeBron James over the over the mm-hmm. years, man. But I give him props, man, because he, he spoke very well about Paul when they asked him this week, you know, about his, you know, thoughts and, and memories about Silas. And he said, look, he said, the things that he's going to remember about him, and it's something that Jules and I talk about all the time. He said his love for his family. If you guys have heard Jules and I both on this show, that's the number one thing that's important to us. And Jules and I, we treat our circle of friends as family. You know what I'm saying? That's family, right. That's first and foremost. But LeBron also said his attention to detail, his principles, his command. I want to go back to something real quick. His principles. Now, Paul Silas was old school. He comes from that cloth of Jules and I parents, grandparents, right, where – they didn't sit here and negotiate with you. No, no, <laughs> no, no, they didn't. You know what I mean? But I feel like we've lost some recipes because we have not passed that down to the next generation. Mm, okay. And I want people to just sit here and think about, man, we continue to keep losing. We keep continuing to lose our elders. We got to step up, man. There's things around here, Jules. You and I talk about this world and the, and the crazy shit that's going on and how divided and how destructive. And some people are like, we're in our last days. No, we're not in our last days. We just need to care more. We need to just stop sitting mm-hmm. back and just allow the fuck shit around us to go on. Because our the generation before us, Jules, they said something. Oh, bro. Right. Come on. Come on. We got to get back to that. We lose we too many recipes, to- bro. Dude, we gotta get back to wisdom. Gotta get back to wisdom. Uh, to do, you hit on the head, man. You hit the hit the head, nail right on the head with that. Uh, we're losing a lot of recipes, a lot of blueprints. We need to 
church. It's it's there. How many times we talk about this, Press? It's there. The elders, our ancestors left. What they left, they left something that you can carry that for the rest of the rest of your rest of your life and then for the next generation, generate next generation, generation, whatever the case may be. It's a solid foundation, is what they left. And when you build your house on a solid foundation, it, it won't crumble. So, like you said, Press, we gotta give back. We we have to step up. What Paul Silas done for LeBron, LeBron, you know, need to, to 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 do his part and 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 make sure Paul legacy lives on through him and through his his experience and his his knowledge. So and so on and so forth. Us us prayers. What we get from our grandparents and parents, and for everybody else who everybody you know been getting getting, getting lessons and, and and nuggets and. And their their answers left them great great piece of advice to 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 go on and go forward. We just gotta, like you said, man, cut all the fuck the call of foolery, and let's get back to to humanity because humanity's under attack, and we need to get back on, like you said, loving each other, treating people how we want to be treated, and caring for our fellow person. I mean, because we said earlier, life is precious. We don't know how long we're here, and why we're here. Let's make let's make it count. And not only that, because I agree with everything you said there, let's make it count, but let's make the world around us better. Thinking about oh, good. Right. Like, there's so many people, Jules, that have opinions about things out here. And what do, you, what do I always say about opinions? Everybody got one, just like an asshole. Yeah. But yeah. you take that opinion and go do something about it. Uh -huh. See, the problem is, it's easy to, to dissect problems and say, oh, this is messed up, this is messed up, this is messed up. Don't be that person. There's a lot of problems out here, but be a solution. See, the reason why I said we're losing these recipes, audience, is because I came up during the time. Jules, you came up during a time when the block in the community, and I've talked about this before, but it took a village, man. Everybody cared about the community. They cared about their block. Mm -hmm. Now, they don't have that sense of camaraderie anymore in communities. Maybe you do in your block, Jules, but it ain't like that on my block. And that's sad. Growing up, I knew every neighbor. Every neighbor knew us. We knew about their families. Right. That's what I'm saying. We lose the recipes, bro. Mm -hmm. Right? What happened to us? Well, that's the good. That's the questionnaire. That's the questionnaire. <laughs> People right, stop we caring. Stop, we got to stop talking about it, and we got to yeah. start being about. It. No, you're right, Prince. You're right. I I agree with you. I stamp it 100. We got to get back to it, man. If not, hell, we all in trouble. <laughs> I mean, you see it now, Press. You see what's going on out here in some of these communities, and it's you see what's going on with the youth. Mm -hmm. The youth need us more now than ever, man. They need and and you know, I, the women are, are there, but we need good men to stand up and take this youth and the, the young men and young boys and make them men, man, because. That's what I'm talking about with Paul Silas. He was a man. And that's the thing. We keep losing people like that, and we're not replacing them with men. We're replacing them with boys that are out here doing fuck mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. That's why I keep trying to tell you, audience, we losing recipes. Paul Silas was a man. LeBron James sat up here and talked to you about that. And you see how LeBron James moves out here in this world. I got no more respect for what LeBron has done. This guy has done so much for his community that school, 
Look at the, what he's done with his family, raising those two boys. Them boys ain't got no lick of trouble at all. LeBron uh -huh. ain't never been in a lick of trouble. You talk about somebody that has the spotlight on him since he was 17 years old. Well, no, he's had the spotlight on him since he was 15 years old. Ain't had a lick of trouble uh -huh. his whole life. I commend him for that. More people need to talk about that and less talking about his basketball abilities. LeBron James, the man, that's who we need to be focusing on. The other cats out here, look at him and use him as a model and what he's done, how he brought his boys with him. Look what he mm -hmm. gave his boy Rich Paul a Maverick Carter. See, that's Dude. what that's where that idea of it takes a village. Just because you get on, mm -hmm. LeBron could have totally just been like that guy, like, no, I'm good. No, he found a right. way to bring his boys on. Now they had to do the work, and they are doing the work. Like, right. He used his influence to put them on. Man, that yeah, big shout out to LeBron because dude, you got a lot of people that are selfish in this world and want all the, you know, saying them duckies for themselves, but uh, I mean, and that and, and prayers and that goes back to the people that 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 LeBron grew up and had had uh, uh, people in his life like like uh, Paul Simon, you know. So that's that's a good that's a good a good uh, example right there, prayers. Because what Paul done, other cats that's been in LeBron James to shape and mold his thinking and how the way he moved and how he came up and came up the right way, never been in trouble, you know, and he's being a great role model and example to his boys. So when, or young men, I'm sorry. So when they, when they go off and make adults and get older and stuff, they can do the same thing. That's how he passed down tradition and, 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 and good, good knowledge and good recipes and blueprints and all that. That's the example right there, man. That's why we need this. That's why men need to step up. That's why we need to take, take that, take the, the mantle, take the torch as you will to, to lead, to lead the next generation, to be the example for them. So they they won't be lost. So they won't be lost. So see the problem. The problem I've been, and I can just speak for the black community. I can't speak for other ones. Okay. I never, okay. I've never, never met the man, right? And right, right. When we talk about the recipes. My grandfather was around for all his kids. That next generation that came after them dropped the ball. And that's why I'm trying to say when I'm sitting up here making these comments about a Paul Silas. We need more of those Paul Silas' types that are pass that shit directly down to that next generation because that's how you keep that shit going. See, the problem is when that shit skips a generation, well then, where's the knowledge? Where's the wisdom? Yeah, it's, it's missing, right. And that's what we run into, Jules. It took me a minute. Growing up without pops, growing up without... My grandfather passed away. I never even met him. He, he passed away before I was born. And, and no disrespect mm, to the okay. women that I was raised by, but a woman can't teach a young boy how to become a young man, how uh -huh. a young man becomes a, a man, right? There was mm -hmm. a lot of challenges. There was a lot of fuck-ups. There was a lot of slip-ups. I'm still fucking up. I'm still learning. So when I sit here and say recipes are missing, I can apply that shit to myself and realize that there's still things that I can be doing better and different. But we got to acknowledge it and we got to do the work. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Before we get into our listening letter, I want to also say rest in peace to Grant Wall. Very, very respected media mm -hmm. member. Passed away at Cutter, covering the World Cup. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people in the beginning were saying that there were some weird things associated with his death, but his wife came out after the autopsy and said, no, he died of, you know, what they said. Yeah, 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 erupted aneurysm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when I look at that 49-year-old man who looked like he was in decent shape, having a situation like that with his health, 
This is going to be another public service announcement to anybody out here. And Jules, you too. We're getting older, yes, bro. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> Jules like, no shit. I fucking woke up this morning with my pack was hurt. But oh, man. The, the point of me saying that, though, is we got to get to the doctor. We got to know what's going on with yes. us. And I'm guilty of this, too, Jules. Yes. You know me. I'm burning, my, I'm burning that candle from both ends of the stick. Got to take time to take care of you. You got to recharge. Got to go to the doctor. Got to see what's going on with you. See, in the media, people don't realize that these guys are always traveling. They're always on the go. Got to make a deadline. Not taking the best care of themselves. Listen, you only get one life. Please take care of yourself. Please. 49-year-old man, shouldn't just be dying like that. Oh, no. Stress kids. No. You gotta have balance, oh. man, bro. Prez, I was talking to my brother. My brother been burning. He be burning midnight oil. He's doing so much for it. You know the coach. He's doing so much for his family and stuff. And and I just have to tell him, man, brother, you need to slow down. Because he was looking a little crazy one day, and I'm just looking at him like, bro, you, dude, I, I, you need to delegate some things. Your kids are grown. You have a help, man. You have a wife. You can't do it all, man, bro. We we getting up there. Like friends, like you said, we are getting up there. And when you hear stories like that, it also it makes you also think like, wow, like you said, Brez, we we gotta check, we got gotta check ourselves out. Sometimes you like we get wrapped up in life. Ah, oh, you know, I'm such and such years old. I'm I'm okay. I'm still young, I can still do this. Nah, it, it goes to show you it doesn't matter about age. So take some time yourself. If you feel like you're getting stressed, you definitely need to relax. Vacation. Uh, if I, I, you know, we came up in everywhere where we work and there's no excuses, but, you know, if you just feel like you cannot go, man, listen to your body. I tell a lot of people a lot of times up in the, you know, in the gym sometimes, hey, yeah, listen to your body sometimes. When you're doing something and it's hurting, I think you should stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, I mean, again, life is so precious definitely get checked out uh take some time to yourself vacation's good relaxing good sleep is good you know and let's let's extend this thing man because you know what it's it's rough out here but it's also beautiful you know and Drew's I, I think you brought the, the the number one part that life is beautiful we want to be here for those moments now when you tell me that about coach that don't surprise me however he's got to remember <laughs> no good to his family if he's riding himself ragged like that, right? Uh-huh. It's no good to himself. And so if you listen to the coach, man, it's okay, man. Maybe sometime to just chill. And that's crazy coming mm -hmm. from me because I'm always on the go. But lately, Jules, you know, I, one day a week I try to like, man, this is my day. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything media related. I'm not podcasting. I'm not talking to nobody. <laughs> this is me. Oh, too. man, that's good. Right. Uh-huh. You got to recharge. You need man. that. Right. You need that. At least one day. I, my, I, my wife, she always said, you know what? Take one day. Don't, don't even leave the house. She said, if you need something, I'll get it. Just take one day to just sit in the house and do nothing. And it helps. I tell you that. It helps. It definitely helps, Jules. And I think sometimes we're just so conditioned that we just got to be on the move. And it's been programmed in us that if you're not doing anything that 
you know, and I know I make jokes sometimes and I'll say like people that like just sit on the couch all the time, just lazy individuals. Yes, yeah, jokes, you know, I, there's some, some, you know, little, you know, tongue in cheek there. I think for me, it's okay to every once in a while do that sort of thing, but you got to balance it out right. loud. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want people out here just always being a couch potato. You got to move around sometimes, but I think though, mm-hmm. it's okay to have those moments where you ain't doing a damn thing and it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, Whatever okay. it is that you need to do for yourself, do that. Like our life shouldn't be spent working because I'll tell you one thing, Jules, and I say this shit to so many people, man, and always talking to me about their damn jobs and this is going on with my job. Fuck that damn job. They don't care about you. If you drop dead right now, they'll send some flowers to a funeral home and they're going to replace you in two weeks. Right. Right. Your family mm-hmm. is the one that's going to be left holding that void forever. Just remember that. Remember who you're killing yourself for. See, that's the shit. When I, when I got that in the back of my head about my job, man, <laughs> my attitude towards that shit changed. It changed. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because I know what it is. Listen, bro, they will lay you off if, if, if the numbers ain't good, if the stock price is this. They will lay you off and don't think twice about it. Why am I going to have mm-hmm. loyalty to you? My loyalty is to my family. My loyalty is to my friends. Right. My loyalty is to myself. People, and that's what I was saying earlier. Be selfish. It's okay to be selfish. Mm-hmm. I know people look at it, oh, man, like, I don't like a selfish person. It's okay to be selfish every once in a while. Because there's people out here, man, that they always giving themselves up to everybody else. And they got none for themselves. I'm over here listening to you talk about coach. I can already imagine what he's doing. Coach, them kids is grown. Mm-hmm. Them kids are grown now. <laughs> man. You did your job. Oh, yeah. Now, you got to trust them that the knowledge that you put them recipes that I know you got from Pops. I know Pops passed down recipes. Oh, yeah. He's going to be good, coach. I promise you. Mm-hmm. Ooh, wait. Yeah, it's just a, just a lot going on. And you want to do a lot of things, but, man. Like you said, that time to yourself is 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 paramount, man. It's it's important. It's important. It is invaluable sometimes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've been loving it, man. I just started doing this a couple of months ago. There you go. Remember, sometimes you've been texting me. You like, man, what you got going on? I'm like, man, sitting over here watching some football. I ain't worried about nothing. <laughs> Chilling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chilling. Well, that's a good feeling too. Yeah, when I can get those, man, they don't happen often, man. But I try to get one in like at once every couple of weeks, man. Just a no leave the house type of day. Oh my God, it's so mm. great, man! Not having to get in that car to go nowhere. Mm. <laughs> man, you just sit around in your drawers all day. Just sit around. <laughs> hey, you know whatever y'all do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, sometimes drawers. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. You know. What <laughs> right. You know how you live, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, let's uh, get a child listener letter, man. Before we get into the nuts yes, of the show. Ooh, man. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> Y'all heard that. Yeah. When this one came in, me and Jules both was like, well, let me read this again real quick just to make sure I'm right. getting the, the scope <laughs> of this one. Mercy. All right. This week's listener letter comes over from Amy. And Amy says, I'm a 29-year-old woman, and I've been dating a 47-year-old man for just over a year now. Mm. She said mm-hmm. he's been married twice, and according to him, both of those marriages ended because his wives got lazy and deprived him of sex. He often complains about them spending too much of his money while they were together. We are currently living together. And since we've been together, he's been a good provider for me, and money has not been an issue whatsoever. 
She says, I've been trying to understand the reasons why he had those two divorces. In my opinion, mm. I think it was the sex that drove the two ex-wives away. She said, my rationale for this, he seems to never be able to get enough sexually and wants to have sex every day. Mm. She said he works from home and has been our entire relationship. Now she says, in an ideal world where she doesn't have to commute into an office every day, she might be able to handle that for the man. But she said, I'm finding it really difficult to keep up with his sex drive and his sexual needs. She said, I'm starting to wonder if he has some sort of a sex addiction because I know he watches porn during the day. And she said, he has that time for himself in that way. She said, I don't have a problem with that. But she said, the moment that she gets home from work, he is all over her about wanting sex. She said, I don't want to end up like the last two women, but something has to give. Jewels of Prez, please help. Hmm. Prez, I'll say this. I'll say this. Yeah, my man got a problem. <laughs> my man got a problem. Now, now no, Prez, let's, let's, let, it, I, we can talk here. We can be honest. We, 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 we love sex. That's why God invented it. Sex is good, actually. It's good for the body. That's what, but what my man got going on, man, my man got an addiction. You know, watching porn, porn, hey, you know, I used to watch a little porn here and there. It's all right, but, I'm, you know, I had to watch it every day. Hell, I don't even need sex every day. <laughs> me, me personally, I, I'd rather a nice hot meal than <laughs> with this. With this story right here, with this list of letters, what, what she had wrote us, a couple things just say that. Just simple, simple, simple put. A couple things just need to happen. <clears throat> There's a conversation you need to have. She need to have a conversation with this, with this brother. Talk to him. Say, listen. Sexually, I, I'm, I'm, she trying, she trying, but it's just too much, and that she think that he, she feel that he needs to maybe talk to somebody, seek somebody out, and talk to somebody about this addiction. Now the thing is, is is what he's willing to do is he's willing to to hear what she's saying, and well, let me talk to somebody and see if it is a, if it is an addiction. If so, then maybe there's certain things that that can help. I, I'm not sure. I'm just, you know. But if not, if you don't want to do it, it might not be anything else she can do but to end the relationship. I have a friend who, who ended her relationship with a guy because he was just wanted, wanted sex all the time. And she just flat out told him that she couldn't handle it. And she, and she broke up with him. A couple things with this. Have they had that conversation? If he's willing to go talk to somebody just to see if it is, then cool. We got something to work with. But if not, then he might need to, might probably have to part ways. Hey, you know what's kind of interesting about that, Jules? So she mentioned that he has the time where he, you know, has his long time. You know, obviously, all this, mm -hmm. you know where I'm going with that. So he has that long time. Right, 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 She's right. Work, he do whatever he needs, you know, to get himself ready. The crazy mm -hmm. part to me is that he's not looking at the fact that she's going into an office every day and she's just getting home from work. It's like, I don't know, like, it should gradually build into that, right? If it happens that night, right? It happens that night. I, I don't know necessarily if he has an addiction, but I definitely think he needs to talk to a therapist or something about that because someone uh -huh. hey, right. right. Like, what do you do? Right, right, right. Like, it's more than life than just, you know, and, and trust me, like Jules said, 
We love sex. That's just it's natural. Right. It's natural. But come on now, this <laughs> hey, there's other stuff out here that you need to be focusing on in the relationship, sir. Get that lady a break. You wearing her out, man. Man, she, 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 she can't even help. She's like, hey, you know, Prince, you know the funny thing about it is women, it depends on the age or whatever, are more likely to want it more than guys. Yeah, when they get older. You know, when they get older, they will like they will like it sex more than guys. I can I just re, raise myself, raise my hand to myself. All the stuff going around working and doing this and making sure everything something I don't even think about it, Press. <laughs> I don't even think about it sometimes. You, you know, so it happens, it happens. There's so much shit going on. Yeah. <laughs> but also your relationship isn't built on that. And I think that's the part too, but right. people also got to re realize that intimacy is a part of a relationship, right? You guys uh -huh. can do things together. Uh -huh. You guys can cook together. Now, I don't want nobody sitting sit up here trying to make fun of me for saying this type of stuff, but I'm telling you, there's other things you can be doing. And when you get older, Right. Those are the things, man, that matter that then, you know, something's going to last for about 30 seconds and yeah, get that wet towel. I'm talking about the real shit. That's <laughs> in the relationship. He said 36 and wet towel. <laughs> but y'all get what I'm saying now. You know what I mean? Like, yes, there's yes. things that we can be doing out here together. Now, trust me. Uh-huh. If it goes more than like a week or two, you know, fellas, then, you know, you start, you know, feeling some kind of way, but this guy right here. Right, right. Come on now. With every day, sir, that's not even reasonable, man. That ain't even man. reasonable, sir. Woo. He, he got high school, he got high school boy like uh hormones. This guy right, right. here. Goodness. Woo. He's a frisky little guy. He broke two other women. Now he's trying to break this third woman. Let her alone, sir. Hey. She said she's 29. She, she probably running from this man. She probably even wanted to come home. She probably be sitting out there. Amy, do you be sitting out there in the fucking car? Amy, like, oh, fuck, I already know what's going on when I go inside this hey. She got to gear up to go inside. <laughs> <laughs> she got to gear up. And hey, listen, baby girl, this is what you do. For Christmas, buy this, buy this brother a blow-up doll or something, man. Like, here, oh, here's me Lord, when I'm going. Here's what... <laughs> this little freaky-ass friend, you bring that shit to bed with them. No, don't do that shit, Amy. Don't do that. It's <laughs> And hey, listen, I, I'm thinking about adding a little something extra in our relationship. And I, and I, and I, and I and yeah, here's uh, Ashley or something like that. Like, damn, man, this dude, yeah, this dude is reckless. I think Jules gave you the best advice, Amy. I think maybe having him to address like what the deeper issue is with him. Uh huh. Man, there's something going on with this man. So listen, man, I like to think that I'm, you know, have a healthy appetite, but bro, that's a lot. I mean, I, I got a little shit in life that I'm focused on. Like, does this man have any hobbies? Like, does he have friends? Like, right. Like, come hey, on, man. Yeah, hobbies are right. <laughs> <laughs> You a fool for that. Yeah, you got hobbies now. Just don't break mm. this woman, man. It seemed like I'm reading this. I was reading that letter to us, and I'm like, ooh, Amy, that's a lot. There's a lot in that Yeah, life. right. Yeah. And I, I hope we're able to help her out, uh, I just say maybe sit down and talk to him first, right? And just let him know. I hope you've already had those type of conversations. But if you haven't, sit down and talk to him and just let him know, like, hey, you know, sometimes I like when I come home from work, maybe you got, like, the bath water to run for me. Maybe you got some dinner, you know what I'm saying, on the table. 
Maybe you got some years ago. Maybe you created a vibe here. Give her some reason to when she came off of work that she might be like, you know what? I'm about to get him this shit. You know what I'm saying? He done did this, 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 and so forth. Don't just be sitting there in your damn boxes, sir, and you just ready. Like, no. Do something to mm-hmm. maybe spice it up. That's things you can do, sir. That's all I'm going to say. So, Andy, this yeah. ain't your problem. This is on him. No, right, right, exactly. Sit down and have, right. have a conversation. It seems like you're willing to, you know, because she even said, if she was working remote like she was, she was like, shit, it'd be on the bumper. Bro, she got to sit here and drive the traffic, dare back. Man, please. I remember them days sitting in traffic for an hour and a half trying to get to home. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Somebody would expect some shit like that every day. I'm like, you expecting, uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> shit ain't happening. <laughs> But no, Amy, this one ain't on you. That brother, man, he needs to figure his situation out, man. He needs to really figure it out because something, ooh, that ain't, man. And how old, 47? Nah, sir. My goodness. He gonna be the guy that nursing home fucking tapping every fucking female that lives in. Right. Right. You know what they said the nurse on? They said them, them, them seniors, boy, they be active with it. That's going to be this. Yeah. Thing. That's all they get. Right. They ain't nothing else to do. To do. <laughs> right. They ain't getting nothing else to do. But, Phew. My God. But, hey, Amy, good luck with that. And I hope that you guys are able to figure that thing out because right. it seems like outside of that, you see, you seem like you got a good life or you just want a little reprieve and you ain't asking for too much. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. If you want sex every day like that, well, take her on vacation, but she ain't got to worry about nothing. Then maybe you get that shit whenever you want to take her somewhere nice. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But when people got work and life and family and kids, I hope y'all ain't got no kids. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Because you didn't say that in the letter, so I'm assuming maybe you don't. But hey, mm-hmm. if that's in the equation, oh my God. Like, sir, what you, when you think she's going to have time to be doing all this stuff for you? I'm sure she probably got a cooked dinner. You know what I'm saying? So, man, please, sir. You better right. stop it. Yeah. Better stop hey, come on. Right. Right. They should have this and then we'll get all right. They should have something like, like you said, Press, like a, a set date where you just have at it, you know. You know, but yeah, but with her working and, and other stuff going on, she ain't going, she only going to want it. So just set a date. Like sometimes, like my wife and I, we have date nights. Have a night for, Sex, I guess, <laughs> like a sex night. So, Ooh, so it's, it's, it's date night code for us. That's the special jewels night with the wife. Here. Okay, jewels. I see. What yeah. you're <laughs> see, Amy, that guy could be here, right? Maybe he just play this part for your your, your significant other. And maybe just say, hey, make it special for him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Maybe just make me feel cheap, right? Mm-hmm. Also, too, it's real easy for life to kind of get in the way with that. Which I'm not saying that that's okay because. To Jules' right. point, a date night. That's always good to keep things spicy, right? Because dude, uh-huh. things do get stale. And you don't want that. The last thing you want a relationship for it to run its course. So I understand. Uh-huh. But that's got to be a happy medium, Amy. And I think that right now, what you need to do is find a happy medium between what he wants and what's doable, right? Maybe y'all can meet somewhere in the right. So, but thank you so much for yeah. writing the letter and a good luck. Happy holidays. Yeah. Happy holidays. Let us know what happened, because I'm 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 interested. <laughs> I bet you are, you pervert. 
<laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh damn. All right, audience. So one of the other things Jules, that I want to talk to you about here on the show today was Michael Jordan, man. Ooh. Now gonna be donning that MVP trophy now, Jules. I want to get your thoughts on that trophy. Uh-huh. That trophy, the trophy looks sick. And I'm also like, uh-huh. Michael Jordan got boobs on the trophy. But why don't you get your thoughts on the trophy itself and also the significance? I, 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 you know what? I, I thought the trophy could have been a little better. I mean, I like the, the base and I like the gold statue. I mean, you just got my man just stretch. I, like the the old trophy was so much, I, I mean, just by looking at it, I, I, I never seen, you know, in real life and I like that. But the old trophy looked so much bigger. It was, it was bigger. And, and, and that sucker, it has some, it has some, some swag to it. Yeah. This one looked a little, it looked a little cheap. It looked cheap. And I mean, I like sick. the gold. Yeah, I like the gold part. They should have they should have Mike like at least do the a bigger mic in gold, but doing like a like the reverse reverse dunk or something. You just got my man just playing stretched out and you know I I like the bass, but the the gold part the the trophy part of it the the gold part need to be bigger and give it a little give it some give it some spice, man. I mean this is Michael Jordan this is the MVP trophy. I, when I saw it, I was like, okay, man, Michael Jordan's getting an MVP trophy. You got Lou Alcindor slash Kareem, whatever name you want. And I'm like, man, what my man got? But but Mike, Mike redefined, he he changed the game. He changed oh, basketball. Yes, what he yes, did sir. for basketball, you know what I'm saying? Go, you know, so it was like, talk. okay. I don't care what you're talking about, Draymond. Go talk. <laughs> Start on that, dude. Yeah. So, so you know what? You need to put some. You need to put some little style. You need, you need to put some style into it. Put some swag into it, man. That trophy just looked too plain. It's an MVP trophy. It's Michael Jordan. Mike, man, have your people reach out and somebody draw another trophy and, and, and present it to them because that one, that one needs some work, man. It needs some work. Like I told you, man, that, that trophy looks sick. Like I'm like, come on, now, get us some help. That trophy needs some milk. It didn't look strong. I'm like, that trophy like is gonna fall apart if you drop it. I'm like, uh-uh, Michael Jordan deserved better than that. But I will say uh-huh. this. I love to see that Michael Jordan is getting that respect. That trophy should be named after him. Uh-huh. See, they should be naming every major trophy after that man. That man <laughs> fucking saved the NBA. Listen, Jules, you know this. Before Michael Jordan came on the map, the NBA had nothing but cokeheads out there running up and down the court. Uh-huh. Michael Jordan True. saved the NBA in the 80s. Yeah, dudes up there fucking smoking crack in the damn locker rooms and shit back then. Man, hey, Mike said he came in. He was like, "What the? Yeah, he like, what the hell are you guys doing cocaine over there? Hell no, he ain't passing you the rock. You you want a different rock? Yeah, exactly. Straight up. But you know what's kind of funny? Everybody's like, "How come LeBron didn't get a trophy uh, named after him?" And I thought that was kind of funny. And one of the NBA players, or former NBA players, he said, "Well, if they ever do another bubble." Maybe you can name that one after LeBron, which was a nice shot. Like <laughs> won that championship in the bubble that nobody respects. Yeah. You, now, you know, should, you know what, Jules, and I'm talking about, I, I say this all the time. They shouldn't have played that damn shit. They shouldn't have played that. That was the worst shit ever. I couldn't even yeah. get into that shit. It was awful. Yeah. 
I mean, for them to win that championship, nobody watched it. It, it wasn't, it was, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't what it wasn't no competition. It was just let's just get this uh season over with. Yep. It wasn't, yeah. And the NBA was trying to salvage a little revenue, but that shit was off. But yeah, that, I thought right. that was kind of funny because I'm like, yeah, if you want to give LeBron a trophy, give him that one. But LeBron, no disrespect to you. I gave you your flowers earlier in the conversation, but now I'm back to being present when you talk to this basketball shit. Uh oh, okay. Okay. To me, it's Michael Jordan first and foremost. Now, I'm not going to sit here and disrespect LeBron James, but LeBron James is a legend in this game. When he retires, when he hangs it up, he's going to be in that Mount Rushmore. We already know that. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. But when we talk about this trophy now, something different. Something different. It's levels. Before us with, with, with LeBron, he's going to get a trophy one day. Uh, something's going to be named after him, of course, because what he has brought to basketball. But, yeah, not not today. Not no, today. Not today. Uh, it's, it's but like. Georgia. Yeah, it's all about Mike. I mean, what he's done for the game is just he he paid the way so everybody else can eat, so everybody mm-hmm. else can accept profit and, and, and benefit from it. Cause he didn't. Cause basketball was just uh, David Stern said it was just playing in just select a few, you know, here and there. Of course, America, but far as internationally, oh, it blew up with the Bulls with Michael Jordan and the Bulls. So. Uh, he definitely get his flowers. He definitely should, the name should, the MVP trophy should be named after Mike. But we're just saying that thing needs to be sick, man. It needs to yeah. be, it needs to have some, have some, have some, oh man, that's a dope looking trophy. Yeah, it needs to be befitting of the goat. I mean, that trophy just looks like a sick fucking goat. You know yeah. It's just yeah. like I stand out. And that trophy needs to help. Needs to help. Yeah, it needs help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. And definitely let us know what you, what you guys think about the trope. I ain't like yeah. the dudes. I ain't like the record. I hate LeBron. I know some people. All right, right. They think that we hated on LeBron in season one. No, nobody hated. It was just we, we like what we like. That's all. You like what you like. Before we get into our favorite Christmas character dinner guest, which I think is going to be a really cool spin on what we've been doing hmm. our Christmas content. Mm-hmm. You gotta talk about the Skip and Shannon debate slash mm. argument. Oh man, Young Fest that happened on ESPN, and this is why Jules. I tell people it's important when you have these type of relationships or dynamics with people that you're doing the show with someone that you're actually friends with. You're doing the show with actually someone that you know. Ooh. Because I tell you what, they me and Jules have some arguments, but they don't get personal. And Skip, your personal was Shannon. Prez. I said, Skip, come on, man, really? And I'm sitting here like, okay, Skip. We see, we all see how you really feel. Mm-hmm. We this some somebody don't say something like that. Just, oh man, I was just talking about my bad. I was just emotional. Nah, bruh. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. And when you guys had a, a, a disagreement, you you went ahead and took shots at my man. Who who thought he Shannon probably thought y'all was good. And what he said for somebody he, he I, don't, I don't know his relationship with Tom Brady. I don't know if he you know cool with him, whatever case may be. I don't you know if they talk or whatever. But you sit up there, your man you've been riding who who been riding with for six plus years. 
do countless numbers of shows, you said he's the you know I'll pick him over anybody because he's the greatest player on earth. And he said he was the greatest player in your sport. Oh, your sport, yeah, right, right, right. In your sport, another shot. Oh, and you know what, Jules? Didn't Jalen Rose put Skip Bayless in check years ago? Because <laughs> remember, he said he was like, "Yeah, you said I saw your numbers when you were in high school." He said, "What you average? One point eight points per game." He called it water. Right. This yeah, was he was garbage. Eight. He was garbage. Yeah, he was garbage. And it's always the people like that that's got so much to say. You ain't even you weren't even good at the sport. But now you you were talking head on ESPN and you could tell us what a good basketball player is, sir. You were not one. How you gonna tell us who's a good basketball player? Man, I, hey, I, I you, you know what? I don't like this situation for a couple reasons. Do you know that sometimes I be looking at Shannon kind of sideways for some of his little stuff? But in this one, I'm looking right. at Shannon like, bro, you better than me. You had a lot of restraint in that moment. When Shannon took the glasses off, Jules, I was like, ooh, I know what that means. But uh, yeah. I didn't like how Skip, though. Did you see them undertones when Shannon took his glasses off and Skip was like, put the glasses back on. Put your glasses back on. Right, right, like, I'm like, who are you talking to, man? Because there was some undertones right there. I thought there was some boy was coming next with the way he looked at him. He was like, put the glasses back on. I'm like, how are you going to sit up here and talk to a grown man like that? Like, see, that's what I'm saying, man. It couldn't be me. I couldn't be one of them, them talking heads on no ESPN, bro. They would have went to commercial. You ain't going to talk to me like that. Well, you know you know what, Perez? It, it may be look well, of course, it's a little too late. He said what he said. He's for real what he said. I want to know how's the relationship going to be moving forward. Because somebody like me, Perez, I know damn sure know somebody like you. You say some stuff like that, it, it's going to throw the chemistry off. Yeah. I may be, we may be able to put up a facade a little bit, but it, I don't think it'll have the same magic. No, no. I, I don't know because after you say some stuff like that to me, Shannon ain't no scrub. Shannon, three, three times Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer. You know, the tight end position and the quarterback position is a totally different position. Right. Of course, Tom can play longer. Yeah, of you course, know, you it's, ain't it's, gonna play no, you ain't gonna play no damn wide receiver or, or tight end position in right. the forties, <laughs> right? So ship was uh, Skip was way out of line. He was and way out of line. He disrespected Shannon in the goddamn Hall of Fame. Put some respect those names. See, this is my thing, Jules. You don't have to put down another person to prop somebody else up, and that's what Skip was doing in that situation. We know he loves Tom Brady, but you don't have to put. Tom Brady on your shoulders, but they cut somebody else's knees from them. This is why I was saying the whole right. thing about Jordan and LeBron. Everybody uh, knows where I stand with that debate, but I still gave LeBron his props. See, we got to learn how to have conversation and debate without it getting personal. That was some personal shit, but Jules, you said something that I want to make sure the audience listens to. Sometimes people, they get frustrated and upset, Jules. They honest opinions come out in those moments. They could, man, comes out. And it came out, it came out clean, didn't it? It was no stutter in that thing. Hell no, there wasn't no stutter. <laughs> it wasn't no stutter. He said, Yeah, I'll put him in front of you. Ooh. And look at what he know this man. When he said that to him. Put your glasses back. But I was like, what? Ooh. I man, I hate to see that. 
All right, Tom Brady, your man. All right, cool. I know where I stand. I know where I stand. Okay. That's how I, that's how I look at it. Ain't All nothing right. that Shannon said was out of bounds. Brady played like shit. Shannon called it out. And instead, yeah. going to say that Shannon's jealous of Brady. What do you got to be jealous of? He in the Hall of Fame. Shannon Bridge. I think it's a deeper problem, Jules. I think Skip likes the fact that Shannon got his little podcast off to the side. Shannon, that, and that podcast is doing very well. He's getting some really good guests on there. Got good numbers. But Shannon started to make a name for himself without Skip. See, Skip don't like mm-hmm. that. This is a deeper issue. Oh, man, you hit, man, you hitting on something now, Prez. You hitting on something. It could be, yeah, it could be some jealousy now. Of course. Could be some jealousy. Je- you know, Shannon, 50 years old, looking good, swole, dressing nice, talking good. Hey, do your thing, Shannon. Shannon, <laughs> go ahead and run. You, you know where you, hey, you know what time it is. Man, go, I hate Skip no better than that, man. Skip no better than that. Skip, you don't do you don't do you for Tom? Dude playing like garbage. It needs to be called out. It needs to be called out. Yeah. But you know what? And it's okay. Tom Brady's 45 years old, seven Super Bowl championships. That's right. You're not gonna hit a home run. You're not gonna hit a home run or score a touchdown. Every single time you touch the ball, you throw the ball, and it's okay. You know what? This this isn't the season. This isn't his season. This it might be his last. I'm, I'm pretty sure his last, and that's okay. It's okay. All the greats, Muhammad Ali, last fight. He did the greatest. People don't really people don't look at him fighting Larry Holmes and look at it. You know, like oh man, he should. No, he looked. People look at Muhammad Ali. He's still the greatest. So Skip Skip was totally out of all totally out of pocket, totally wrong. He need to do a public apology. If he was a decent human being, if he was a real human being, he'd be like, you know what? I said some things on the air that I have shouldn't, and give a public apology to, to Shannon because he was out of pocket on that. Those are damn near pretty much fighting words. I'm surprised he didn't throw that table right on over to Skip. I don't know how he composed himself. If I would have came out of my neck and said some wild ass shit like that to you and you socked me in the jaw, I'd have like, you know what? I had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> I had it coming. <laughs> All right. Because that's how it is. Like... I was looking like, bro, he deserved a two piece. Mm-hmm. You ain't just going to talk to no grown man like that. I'm sorry. It was disrespectful. Ooh, Skip man. Bayless, you are a disrespectful human being, bro. Dude, uh, I'm saying, dude, I've seen people get their ass beat for less. Yeah, way less. My man said, my man said, he better your sport. Well, Skip, what have you done in football? Have you done anything in football? Nope. All, you can even come. all he do is criticize black men to get away with it. That's why T.O. T.O. talked about it. Richard Sherman got on this stuff. I mean, just, Jaylen. you know, you, yeah, Jalen Rose, man. You just, you know. He always on Russell Westbrook. He definitely hates LeBron. Yeah, yeah. You got to stop letting these folks get away from disrespecting our fucking Legends, man. It's like, come on, man. Skip. It's one thing to be, because your job in the media is to be unbiased. Your job is to be measured. But there's nothing unbiased about his approach when he picks up the same fucking five or six people every time he gets on the show. Uh huh. And he props up the same one or two people. Come on, man. You got to be fucking balanced in your approach. But I also got some heat for Shannon real quick. Shannon made some comments about the HBCU tonight, like. He talked about if he, had the good, if he had good grades, he would have never went to that HBCU. And I'm sitting up here like, Shannon, if you went for that Uh-oh. HBCU, your black ass would even have been in the NFL. So you shut your fucking mouth talking like that about mm. HBCUs. 
Okay. Nobody okay. had a piece. My grandmother taught me that a long time ago. I just kept that shit to myself. Yeah, I, I didn't hear about that, but wow, that because what does that say in the HBCU? What is it, just a low low curriculum type schools? Or he used them. Like basically, oh yeah, I was able to right. get in there, but I really wanted to be somewhere else. I really want to be some players, but my grades, my GPA wasn't good enough. They wanted to set me, so I just settled for for this. Man, that no, nah, no, nah, you yeah, that one press. That's one of the things you need to say that man. You kept that to yourself there, but it still gave it gave you opportunity, did? Like you were saying, you still gave him opportunity. So if it wasn't for the HBCU, you, you you wouldn't have the career like you have now. So I wouldn't, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say I would kept that one to myself. Yep. But in this one, mm. yep, you bogus. You've been bogus. And like I said, Jules, mm. man, there's just certain things you don't just do. And it's like, Jules and I have been friends for fucking over 30 years. When this man has something that he's done, I'm applauding him and vice versa. I'm not sitting here measuring myself up against him. And all that showed me in that moment was Skip. They said he's looking at Shannon and he's sizing himself up. That makes you a small person. I don't do that Very with small. my fucking family. No. I'm happy for my family. I'm not in right. for my family. I mean, if you want to joke around, like, yeah, you know, hey, but, you know, yeah, you got three, but look, my man Tom got seven. Hey, you know, you know how we joke, you know, just cracking. There's no, there's no, 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 no malicious intent behind it, you know, or whatever the case may be. If Tom Brady, your boy, you, you know, you on your knees and stuff, all right, cool. But, but look, man, hey, you, 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 you don't say, you don't say something like that to your man. You're supposed to be happy for him, Brad. Like, like you said. My peoples and my circle, my circles and stuff, anything, anybody doing something good, I'm happy for them. If something's going wrong, I'm sad for them. I'm there for them. That's how he's supposed to be. Skip the show. He showed his hand. He just, he showed, sure he just showed his hand. That's all. He just showed his hand. And all right, we know, we know what to deal with. We know what to deal with. All right, this, let's get into uh -oh. the reason why you guys probably tuned into the episode. We're going to get into the show. We're going to talk about our Christmas dinner guests. And Jules, these are going to be the ones based on some of our favorite Christmas movie characters. So I'm going to let you go first, Jules. What you got for us? Man, Prince. <laughs> People going to be like, man, Jules on something, man. But, you know, I'm inviting John McClane over. You know, a lot Mr. of people's like... Mr. Die Hard. And, and, and yeah. the audience, Die Hard is a Christmas yeah. movie. Die Hard is technically a Christmas movie. And I'm inviting John McClane over. And I got some slippers waiting for him because he didn't have any shoes on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, listen, everybody's seen the movie. Everybody know this dude just a, just a badass. And, you know, after all that killing and sweating and blood and saving the uh, the building, his wife, Holly, you know, he needed a good meal. And I know he have a, I know we have a whole bunch of stories. We go, we gonna, we just gonna get into it and just, and just have fun, man. I think, I think he'd be a good dinner guest to have over. I like that one, Jules. I really do. I, I think my first one, <laughs> and I think you're gonna crack up on this one, Jules. It's gonna be Willie Stokes, Bad Santa. Man. Oh, okay, yeah. Hilarious movie, man. But that dude right there was just such a fucking just bad human being. And I don't want to have a drink with this man. Because <laughs> when he's saying that thing, he ain't no role model, Jules, in that movie. You know what I mean? He was undependable. Uh... And he was doing a lot of doing a lot of extra shit in that movie, but. I still think it'll be super entertaining. Yeah, guys, when you hear my Christmas dinner party list, you can be like, damn, Prince, you a degenerate. But I just think that that shit will be lit, like having somebody like that there 
we'll be probably doing shots at dinner table and having some raunchy conversation. So Willie Stokes, Bad Santa, Dude. that's my first guest. And, and and you never know, he might bring some some people to this to your to your dinner, man. Oh, you know he gonna bring some people uninvited. <laughs> oh, no, that, 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 but but I think that would be like he he he'll have that dinner party lit though. <laughs> oh, you do, too. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. I'm gonna switch it up a little bit and have some fun with it, have some laughs, and jingle all the way. The movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> But I'm inviting Sinbad. Prayers and uh, thoughts go out to him for a yes speedy sir. recovery. But man, Sinbad, I want to say a lot of people, I, I don't think, give his props on how funny this dude is. Coming up, different world and all that stuff. And Jingle All The Way, man, that dude, <laughs> that dude played the villain. And uh, the opposite of of of, of the character, they trying to get this Turbo Man dial or whatever the case may be. They put on the show for the people, or whatever. But I'm inviting Sinbad over, man, just to have, just to have some laughs. One thing I was gonna say too, Jules, uh, you definitely I hope that Sinbad is doing well and, and recovering. But that Myron character from that movie, he he was kind of funny, man. So I I, I can see that, and also too, mm-hmm. he probably has some good jokes, you know, what I'm saying for you, for you at your dinner table, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. That's fine. That's fine. All right, man. So the next one up for me, audience, is my boy Clark Griswold. So we talked about him last oh, week. Yeah. And I, yep. Uh-huh. I talked about you guys, and I told you guys that, hey, that's, that was my guy. Clark's coming to dinner, man. I, I would love to have Clark over. And it's just because when you look at Clark in those movies, man, he just seems like a good guy, good intentions. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have more because I'm like, you know what, Clark? Don't worry about it. You always try to make it, everything good for everybody else. You ain't got to do nothing. Just chill. Just, just, just have a good meal here. I got some eggnog here ready for you. We got some roasted turkey. You don't have to do nothing. Just chill. Because I'm like, because if you get up and do anything, it's going to be a disaster. I don't want you fucking up shit in my house. Just have a <laughs> just, Let's just hang out. He said, if you get up, it's going to be a disaster. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, you know what, Clark? Yeah, just relax yourself because you know you you had a rough one, man. You had a rough one. You had the family over, the house was torn up, the cat electrocuted. <laughs> you know the chair, the Christmas tree caught on fire, and you know the dog running around tearing up the house. Yeah, 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 prayers. That's a good one. So you helping them out, like, bro, you had a rough one, man. Come on over here, man. Sit down, and you know we'll give you we'll give you some cold beverage and some a good hot plate to eat. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I finally saw the movie, and not only it is a dope-ass Christmas movie. You told me about this movie, matter of fact, because I've been watching the same old movies, haven't watched anything new. Office Christmas Party. Yes, sir. Dude, if I was working in, in that office, <laughs> my God. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Parker played by Jason Bateman uh, character and you know uh, Clay uh, Banstone uh, uh, also you know played by T.J. Miller man they threw a party and then you had the party poop with Jennifer Aniston but mm-hmm. they threw the they threw an office party I mean that place at the end of it prayers at the end of that who can I, what can I say it's like them just rocking out and just tearing stuff up. Because that at the end of it, that's what happened. 
people oh, were swinging yeah. on things. Uh, windows was broke, throwing furniture out. Uh, I mean, what what they do out there? The, the pop machine or whatever. Man, <laughs> oh, Ben, not Ben Spawn. Uh, I forgot the black character name, but he ended up doing some. You know, say oh yeah, I know you're talking about with my man. He ended up doing some drugs. And he went crazy. Yeah, <laughs> man, you talking about if I just want to get just get lit? That's crew. I'm in, um, that's the crew I'm inviting over. So I think for me, I'm gonna take because it's funny, Jules, that you said that because my next one comes from that same movie, Office Christmas Party. Oh, I was nice. married to the chick that was head of HR. That oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah. was hilarious, dude. She was so rules obsessed that you thought that she was doing everything by the book. And then later on, you see that Mary was on the same shit that everybody else was on secretly, right? Mm. And I'm a little somebody like that to hang out with her because you know she all uptight. But you know when they <laughs> when it matters, she ready to get after it. So all this, you notice know, a theme of my, my dinner party. It's gonna get a little raunchy in my party. So Mary, head of HR, she's invited. She turned out to play like the 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 uh the nice one, the, like you said, friends, like the the, the all, all together, all you know. And, but underneath, oh, she she was getting it in. Oh, what she, she? she was making out with some dude she just met and stuff like that. She was getting it in <laughs> with that station wagon. Yeah, right. <laughs> and also, to her face, the look on her face when she was driving this shit, I was like, that was hilarious. <laughs> She was having the time. Dude, that's a that's a good one, man. I right, I'm gonna switch it up for the people who don't think that Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie. It's definitely a Christmas movie. The first one, the first one, it's definitely a Christmas movie. And I'm inviting Riggs and Murtaugh over. Why? Because you know I'm in the profession, and it's good to have some fellas coming over from the same profession. Just chop it up and see how they do it out there in Los Angeles, and. You know, saying it just be festive and be it and be merry and just it, it just rap. That's all. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was my next one. Lethal weapon. There you go. Like I said, technically, audience, it fits. It's right within that time frame. All right, mm -hmm. so I'm gonna hit you guys with another one. Love Actually, one of my favorite movies, and definitely one of my favorite Christmas movies. And Jules, I don't know if you got a chance to check this one out. Last year, you said you were gonna watch it. Did you add that to your list? We were talking about movies last year. You were like, oh, I'm going to check it out. Dude, no, I have it. I have it. I'm sorry, Prez. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I, haven't I haven't checked it out yet. Add it to your list, bro. Add it to your list. But Okay. So my next dinner guest would come from that movie, and it's going to be Karen from Love Actually. So in the movie, she was probably one of my favorite characters, man, because, like, her character, like, had a lot of development. You saw her, like trying to keep her marriage, you know, going. And obviously her husband was, you know, had his eyes elsewhere. He was trying to get with his assistant. She found out about it, but still trying to put on a brave front for her kids for Christmas. And you just saw, like, a lot of, like, that pain that was going on as she masked. And I'm like, man, you know what, Karen? You need to come over to Prez's dinner party. We can live, hang out with Willie. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> Hang out with, with Mary from HR. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hang out with my boy Clark. We're we going to have fun over here. We're going to lift your spirits up. You know what I'm saying? Because Karen, she was going through it over there. You know what I mean? Stay at home moms. Damn. You know, my, my, hey, all the respect of the world for them. You know what I'm saying? They don't get enough credit. They're the real MVPs out here. Gotcha. No, I, I have to check it out. Matter of fact, thank you for reminding me. So I will check it out. Love, actually. Matter of fact, I'm putting it on my phone right now. 
Yes, sir. <laughs> Make it happen, Jules. Yes, no, yes, yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> okay. All right, man. This I, I this is my last one, and my last one is I, I like I say I love this movie. I've loved the movie ever since I was little, and that's the Christmas story, and that's with the Parkers. Uh, but it'll be like I say, it'll be the father. It'll be the father. Uh, old man Parker. Yeah, old man Parker. Mm-hmm. Old man Parker is just funny. He's he he's funny when he's upset. It's almost like it's almost like James off Good Times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like James, like Good Times, and Sherman Hemsley off of uh, off of uh, the Jeffersons. Okay, okay. When they get upset, when they get upset, that's when they funny. Mm-hmm. And, and then with uh, Old Man Parker, when he get when he get upset or something ain't going right or or he get rattled, <laughs> he's funny to me. And man, and just to, for him just to come on over, just have a have a meal. And I'm pretty sure a cat like that got millions of stories, millions of stories. I'll just sit back and just listen and just just be in shock and awe. You know what, old man Parker, that would be because you got quite the mix in your in your dinner party. That that's I would love to be a fly on the wall for the conversation. That one. you that shit gonna get rowdy. <laughs> yeah, it is. especially off the office Christmas party, man. They, them care, them characters, there, boy. Oh, ain't gonna be no, it ain't gonna be no drugs over there now. Nah. Ain't gonna be no drugs over there. I'll make sure of it. Hey, well, if I if I can, if not, hey, what they do in their private time, and if they come out and start acting up, hey, I tell you what, they ain't gonna mess up my career. They getting the hell out that place. <laughs> you got wishful thinking. They gonna tear that whole crib up. You have all the people. <laughs> you, that's why you got, you got to do like I invited one person. I want to invite them up. Your crib would have been okay. No sir. <laughs> All right, man, my last one. I'm going to throw another one in here just because off the top of my head, I just thought of this Uh-oh. one. Okay. I don't know if you've seen the movie The Night Before, Jules, but it's a hilarious movie. Seth Rogen's in it. Anthony Mackie. They got a whole all-star crew, but uh, there's a character oh, right. that's in that one. This dude is hilarious. And uh, <laughs> he got a hold of some drugs, and he was drunk, and he was just like, <laughs> just saying the most outlandish Awful shit in them. The best scene in that movie was he stumbled upon his fiance wife going to church with her family for like Christmas Eve, and he was lit. And he is mm. going into church, getting sick and throwing up in the middle of the, the fucking church, like the middle of the aisle. <laughs> and he's running out of the church, throwing up, and he was like yelling, We didn't kill Jesus. We didn't kill Jesus. And you talking about it because he's Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> that shit had me fucking dying. It was fuck. It was a hilarious movie. Seth Rogen just killed it, and I would just love to to hang out with him. But like I said, audience, I told okay. y'all, my dinner party, we gonna get it crack. So I've had Isaac for the night before. That's the last one on my list. Man, Prez, that your 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 list there is look like y'all just gonna be, but ain't nobody gonna be eating. No, I tell you that right now. Everybody gonna be laughing so damn hard, man. <laughs> man, have you ever laughed? Be- oh, I'm pretty sure you have. But 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 remember the time you, you just laughed so hard you can't breathe. That's how y'all gonna be, man. Y'all gonna be like, come on, man, stop it, stop it. <laughs> Old girl Karen from Love Action, she gonna need them laughs because she don't get a lot of laughs in her life. That's why I invited her. You know what I'm saying? Damn. She she made me okay. the one. She may be the one to be like, all right, guys, we need to rein this in. <laughs> She's going to be the responsible person in the room. She's going to be responsible? Okay. Man, I know just I'm half over. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come over there and grab grab me a plate, too. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, since everybody laughing, since everybody laughing, let me make me a plate right quick. 
<laughs> yeah, of course, you know, you're always welcome, my guy. Always man, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so, well, listen, audience, man, we hope you guys enjoyed this show. One more show before Christmas time is here. Mm -hmm. And we're going to make it a good one. Jules, it was dope, man, having this episode. Audience, remember what we talked about earlier. More time for you, more time for family, more time for friends. Reach out to those around you. Let's reconnect with folks. Hey, that work's going to be here. Take breaks. Make time for yourself. Jules, don't hit with that curtain call, bro. Friends, this curtain call goes out to Chef Q. Ibrahim from Evanston, Illinois. As the pandemic caused many people to lose their jobs, Chef Q. Ibrahim put her culinary passion to service for those struggling to put food on the table. She started a free food delivery service to prepare farm-to-table meals and deliver them to families across Chicago. Chef Q enlisted the support of various organizations and volunteers to be able to carry on with this operation. She now runs two kitchens and has hired laid-off school bus drivers to deliver food to the families. So far, she has provided more than 20,000 meals to Chicago families, which equates to 160 to 204 meals per day. Chef Q, present I, and Pull Up at the Curtain Podcast family, definitely salute you and appreciate all your hard work. And audience, if any of you guys want to reach out to Chef Q, I'm sure she'd be welcome to any sort of people that would be interested in volunteering, also helping her with her business. So, hey, we just like to shine a light on those that people may not be talking about enough. As always, we appreciate your continued support of this platform. Without you, we wouldn't be. We're the Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast. Thanks for listening.